Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, I'm Gemma Bath, filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here in Australia, our kids start school when they're four or five. Big school is an exciting new adventure and a big adjustment, especially if a child's been looked after purely by mum or dad before stepping into a classroom. But what if we told you that hundreds of these kids are being suspended from school and education departments are being forced to review their expulsion policies after revelations students with disabilities are overrepresented in those figures? Today we're talking to the journalist who uncovered this story. She's been speaking to parents and educators about how these figures are getting so inflated. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Last year in New South Wales, 600 kindergarten kids were suspended from public primary schools. In Queensland in 2017, it was a staggering 1,000. Concerningly, a large proportion of these kids are arriving to school with undiagnosed or newly diagnosed conditions like ADHD, anxiety and autism, which affects their behaviour in the classroom. When a kid is suspended, a principal is supposed to show that a student has been violent or unruly. If you look at the fine print of suspension checklists, they can't be made on any grounds of discrimination, including race, nationality, sex, gender, age or disability. But if we look at suspension figures for a whole school population, let's take New South Wales, for example. 40% of those banned from the classroom do have a disability. Jordan Baker is the education editor at the Sydney Morning Herald, and she broke this story. Jordan, these suspension figures are huge for such little kids. How did you come across this story? The New South Wales Department of Education publishes a number of suspensions every year, breaks it down into primary school and high school and breaks it down into short suspensions and long suspensions, but they don't break it down by year. And there are disability advocacy groups who have been worried about the suspensions their kids are getting at quite a young age. And the ADHD Parents Advocacy Group did a survey of its members maybe six months ago, a little bit longer, in which a lot of those members said that their kids had been suspended multiple times and in the first few years of school. So this is information from parents, but it didn't give us a kind of objective figure about how many kids in the entire system. So we've been chasing that ever since. And the figures were compelled uh, by a parliament process, which we got back late last week. So that's 626, I think, kids in kindy classes in New South Wales last year, which was up quite significantly on the 2014 figures, which from memory were 300 and something. So it's grown 
a fair bit in the last five years. Queensland has almost twice as many in 2017, which are the last figures that we were able to get. Each system is different. Each system has different ways of handling these situations. Queensland has got its own challenges from a geographic point of view. Queensland is vast. Let's focus on the kids for a minute. You spoke to some parents while you were investigating this story. Can you walk us through some of their experiences that they shared with you? So from the perspective of parents whose kids have a disability, they feel like their kids' disabilities are not being treated appropriately by the system. So we spoke to one woman, for example, whose child was suspended multiple times in kindergarten. The kids got a diagnosis of ADHD. So he would struggle to self-regulate his emotions and sometimes he would have outbursts of anger. So he would throw tables around That kind of level of violence in a school situation is enough to trigger a response from the school. The Department of Education says that short suspensions, three-day suspensions, are effectively a reset. It's a chance to sort of take the heat out of the situation, to get around the table, to have a discussion between parents and the school and potentially a medical professional if necessary about how to handle those sort of situations going forward. But the parents feel like teachers are not given enough training to understand how to stop this child's emotional escalation. Parents argue that there are things that you can do when a child is starting to show signs of losing it to to calm them down. The teachers and principals have a different perspective. A lot of them say, well, look, we have 30 kids in our class. Yeah. And we can't spend all our time keeping a weather eye on one of them to make sure that they don't become violent. I mean, there have been situations apparently where, you know, when a kid does become violent, the teacher basically evacuates the other kids and calls the principal and they feel that they don't have the tools and the support all the time to invest in this kind of vigilance. So, you know, there are two sides of the story and, and frankly, both have merit. And then there's the parents who say, well, what about my kid? If the teacher is spending all their time worrying about a particular subgroup of kids, does that mean my kid will get lost in the washout? So there are lots of valid arguments being made. You spoke to some disability experts as well. How did they weigh into this? What's their opinion on what's been happening and what needs to be done? So there's a gamut of experts with different opinions. There is a view from some of them that the system needs to better support kids with disabilities, that suspending a five-year-old from school teaches them nothing, that it just rewards the behaviour and that suspensions are not the way to go because their five-year-old kid would rather go home and spend three days with their parents than go to school anyway. And they're too young to quite understand the seriousness of this situation. So their view is that the schools and the teachers should be given the support to be able to manage these kids with these particular diagnoses. When you write a story like this and put it out into the universe, a lot more stories tend to come out of the woodwork. Have you had quite a big reaction since you published this story? Yes, passions run very high on this issue. And parents who've seen their kids go through this really find it very, very, very upsetting. And they say, well, it's not my kid's fault that they have ADHD. It's not their fault that they are born with 
less control over their behavioural impulses than some other kids and how can we support them to live as normal life as possible and to help give them that extra support to be able to regulate their behaviour better. Teachers nowadays are no longer just educators. They're expected to be social workers, relationship experts and trauma counsellors. This month, a disability commission hearing in Queensland was told that some teachers were resisting diversity. At least one school in the state still had segregated classes for students with disabilities, despite special education teachers believing it's a moral imperative for these kids to be educated alongside everyone else. But teachers simply don't have the resources to keep up with kids that need more attention. They're already understaffed and undervalued. So what's the answer here? New South Wales is doing a review into its suspension rates to try and work out how to better support parents and students. It'll be complete in 2020. As for the other states, we've focused on comparing Queensland and New South Wales figures in this episode because they're the figures we've got. We don't know how bad it is in the other states, but it's very likely it's happening everywhere. The Morrison government announced an additional $28.8 billion to support kids with a disability over the next decade. But right now... It's teachers that are copying the heat for something that's more often than not out of their control. Teacher Gabby Stroud had this to say in a special ABC Q&A episode on teaching. I would like to see parents not looking at schools as though they are consumers and as though they're the customer and the customer's always right. I don't like feeling that I'm threatened by a decision I made in the classroom using my professional judgment and then being called to account on that. So I think there's a lot of language that needs to happen around that, about how we speak about our teachers and how we address them. Something to keep in mind if you're upset about the current state of our nation's schooling system. Ellie Beattie is the executive producer of The Quickie, audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie.